Rob's in his pants. Yeah, I don't fuck around me. It's another podcast in your boxes. Yeah, of course. So I roll. I was in the garden earlier on the phone. And, you know, it's, it's end of fucking October. In my boxer shorts. I'm, I'm like I'm like a Geordie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people think it's cold, but you're like it's boiling. It's time yeah. for shorts. Still, yeah, well, so it was a completely. I might as well just took my pants off to be honest and just walk run around the garden. You may not. Have. Don't do that. Not when I'm around. Yeah, well, yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't be watching, should you? Well, I couldn't help it. <laughs> <I'm> looking <laughs> out the window. You help it. You just said you could look away. Half naked bloke walking around outside <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it should be done. Uh, anyway, so how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. You? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. What are you drinking? Um, Mojo, apparently. Mojo. A pale Al. 5.5%. Uh, I've just cracked open a... Uh, what's this one called? I wonder if it will give me a mojo. This one's called Intergalactic Space Hopper. <laughs> nice. Who got you these? Maria. Did you? Yeah. Let me have a little sample of this one. Hang on. I've, I've only... She, she bought them me a couple of weeks ago, but I've only really had sort of two so far. So That is a fucking brilliant beer. Yeah. That is really nice. Yeah. This one's nice. It's quite fruity, actually. Very nice, that yeah. is. Cheers, Maria. I'm drinking all the booze. Um... So, how's your week been? Good, bad, shit, normal? Yeah, it's been good, actually. It's been not too bad. Just, uh, you know, fucking knocking along and doing what I need to do. That's what I do, mate. I just bumble through everything. Yeah. I bumble through life. I bumble through podcasts. I just bumble along. That's it. That's all you can do. Why not, eh? You never know. You know, something amazing might happen, but it's not at the minute. Well, it can, mate. Anything's <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about some crazy things. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, so, anything crazy, is possible. Crazy shit, man. Crazy. Have you got... um? Anyone that you need to say hello to? Um, <coughs> everyone. Everyone. In the world, again. Everyone in the world. Anyone again. who listens to this, you know, wicked, keep listening. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's amazing. It's amazing because I'd say we're probably getting about 3,000 downloads, something like that, maybe a month. More, no, but, uh, oh, I don't know, about a month. Uh, yeah. Something like Close that. Close to that, is it? T- yeah. Two and a half, three thousand. So there's a lot of people listening. Yeah. There. It's uh, it's gone from like twenty five, obviously when we first fucking started to yeah yeah yeah, to yeah. like, like three thousand so far. So two downloads a year to yeah. fucking much more than we ever thought we'd ever get ever in a million years, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it seems to be just keep going. And I don't know, I don't know why it's keep keep right, keeps yeah. going up. But it's just it a fucking shambles. This what we're we doing. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's in his pants. Yeah. Drinking booze. I, I haven't got a clue what we're doing. I have no yeah. idea what we're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, you fuckers keep listening. It, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, it is brilliant. Um, Paul, thanks for sharing the page. He, uh, did you see on Facebook? He just uh, he shared the page. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't see That's that. That's pretty cool. It's probably th- reasons like that. I think, you know, people sharing. Yeah, yeah of course. So it is. It's, it's yeah. obviously, it's mostly word of mouth, isn't it, really? And, <coughs> and like you say, people sharing stuff because... Yeah. Otherwise, how they going to oh, they accidentally stumbled on across us? And that's it, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it is good, and plus we try and bribe you with stickers and stuff. Yeah, we try, which are available free yeah, of charge. Just, just still, get still in contact. Here. Yeah, uh, I want to say crack cushions. Thanks for your email. We Shoot. will proceed with your instructions when we get them. Yeah, but we're being cloak and dagger on this one. You know. You know, Mr. Crack, know. Mr. Crack Cushions knows, but we ain't saying anything. <laughs> Mr. Up, Crack, but we're just reporting. We're talking to you via this. So yeah. uh, when uh, obviously you got my email, when you uh, respond and or give us instructions, we will proceed. Uh, DeadglassDesign.com. Go check them out. Miniature sculptures over in Australia. You can get a tiny mm. little miniature can of VB if you want. Mm, cool. <laughs> if you really cool. want it, I don't know. What did I say? What did I say the other day? Was it a donkey licking out something? It was <laughs> something I can't remember. It was something really weird, wasn't it? it was, monkey tennis? Mo- no, I think it was a monkey. I think it was a dun- donkey and a monkey. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, so a donkey and a monkey. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Like a donkey fucking a monkey or something. I said. I, got, I remember <laughs> thinking this the other day. What the fuck did I say that? Oh well. 
<laughs> I wonder if a, don- a donkey has a monkey has ever fucked. I bet a, a monkey. I, has I bet yeah. I bet you a monkey's fucked a donkey, but I don't think a donkey's fucked a monkey. Nah, it'd have to be a very determined donkey have and a very you, lethargic, if not dead, monkey. Have you seen the one at the um the monkey at the zoo? He's fucking that frog's face. He's <laughs> got. A, it's, it's, it looks like he's got. He's got the frog right. It looks like he's obviously just basically this frog's fucked. Obviously, of course he is. He's a primate. <laughs> yeah, he's just fucking. He's kind of like giving it one of them right, and the fucking. The, the fucking frog's just going, his legs are going limp. He's going, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's not making a noise, but uh, I bet it was. Yeah, of course, it would have been. He was probably ripped his fucking stomach, he probably come out his ass. Did he fuck it to death? He was fucking the life out of it. Oh my god, they're ruthless. It was like, it was like, I don't know, it's one of, like one of these fucking sex toys. He was using it as a sex toy. That's what he was doing. A, Chim- mon- a monkey fucking a frog. Ch- chimpanzees. In the mouth. Mate, in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the mouth. It was fucking him in the mouth. I suppose where else are you going to do it? Yeah. You're well. not going to fit it. Yeah, it'd be a very small cock to fit in that, wouldn't it? Probably. Oh, I, I don't. I mean, you seem to know more than yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, I like frogs. <laughs> <laughs> in what way? In every way. You know what, mate? You go to like a zoo, and you take like people take kids to zoo, and they look at the like the chimp enclosure. Yeah. And it's brutal in there. They just rape each other. Yeah, they just yeah, they do. They just go in. They go fucking out it. Yeah. They just rape each other. And then other. they fuck off and go. Oh, I'm having you now. And the kids watch it, and you're like, this is a bit like you know what I mean. These are very close relatives, and it's just brutal. They're panning them up the glass in yeah. front of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The kids are going wow, and parents are going. Oh. What's he doing, mummy? He's like, oh shit. He's fucking the life out of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I don't okay. <laughs> but that's I didn't think we'd be getting onto zoos or monkeys fucking frogs or anything, but Well it yeah. started at monkey tennis. Started off with yeah, you started off with um monkeys and uh donkeys. Monkeys and donkeys. Yeah. That all from uh, deadglassdesign.com. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's from a, can, a miniature can of VB. Yeah, and we look fucking monkeys. This is your fault, dead, do- dead design. Dead glass. Dead glass design. Yeah, it's a. Uh, we'll blame you. Dead design. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I mean, dead design. <laughs> yeah, dead design. <laughs> you can have a spin off company there, mate. <laughs> dead design monkey products. It's actually just dead things. <laughs> like taxidermy. Like, in a way, like taxidermy. But like really illegal taxidermy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stuff cool. that you wouldn't usually necessarily find. Like taxidermified, like a worm. Yeah, cool. I would like to see a taxidermied worm because it's like you could just have get a dead worm and just like put it on the radiator. It's like a bootlace, wouldn't it? I remember finding a fish behind the radiator once. What? In in the in the back room, right? Hang on a second. Yeah, one of one of when you know you had your your so a fish fish jumped out. This is when we were obviously fucking. I don't know, when you would you have been like 16, years and years ago. Oh, right, right, right. And it was behind the radiator, right? And it was fucking a red little fish like that. And it's, it's obviously been preserved. Somehow, somehow, Cause it's it jumped and gone behind the radiator and just gone, fucking boom! And obviously <laughs> fucking dried out. And I was just fucking around, getting all the shit from behind it. And a fucking fish fell out. <laughs> a fucking red fish. Could you imagine that poor fish? Not only is he, like, he can't breathe, he's, he's been he'd, roasted to death. He would have been there for fuck knows how long. He was oh covered man. in all sorts of shit, you know I'm what I mean? surprised. Fucking nuts it was. I was just like, what the fuck? Why is there a fish? fish behind the radiator? Fucking, I have no idea. It's incredible, wasn't it? Unless he pissed me off one night when I was drunk by and making noise, and I thought, "Fuck you, little cunt," and put him down uh, the back he, of the radio. He must have done the best leap ever to do, to to get that shot. It's very right. precise. Yeah, he must have gone right. It's the only way I'm going to take my life quickly and wait for the radiator. <laughs> I'm going to jump and I'm make sure I get behind it. How did it do that? I don't know. But I remember picking it, going, "What the fuck is this? It's yeah. a fucking fish." 
And it was rock solid. It was like a, like a piece of wood. You know what I mean? It was just like, what the fuck? Well, you know, maybe we could do an episode on the, the fish and how it got there. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to go back in time with our little time machine and uh, yeah. go and explore. With like Rick and Morty. Yeah, good old Rick and Morty, yeah. Fucking time machine, go back and uh, monitor the fish and find out how it fucking <laughs> got behind the radio <laughs> and burnt to death. Lower Them Bones Band. Yeah, <laughs> go check them Lower out. Them Bones. <laughs> go check Lower Them Bones out. Bandcamp, Google, Instagram, everywhere What's you up, want Ben? <coughs> what up, Ben? What up, Ben? Um, what's our contact details, Rob? Because I can't be asked to go for him. Um, uh, it's robotsforeyes at gmail.com. Mm. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, uh, what else is there? Uh, just ev- just it. type it. Just type it's it in Google. It. Like I say every week, just type it in Google and it will come up everywhere. You see, Mister Crack, Mister Crack cushions. This is why I said what I said to you in the email. Because otherwise, we just bumble through shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, let's make it more professional. Well, let's make you more professional. Yeah. Uh, no, let's make us more professional through you. Yeah, through you. There we go. You tell us what to do. No pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and also we want your stories because yeah. uh, next weekend um, we've got paranormal experiencer. Adam Phillips is coming on the show. Yeah, he's going to have a tell us a story or two in there. About like three or four. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Power. good stuff. So, um, yeah, if you've got any weird shit that's happened to you, let us know, man. We'll, uh, if you can send us an audio file or you live local, you can come on the show. Or if you just want to blast it in an email and we read it out, we'll do it. Yeah. Because, be cool. uh, you know, we want your involvement. Yeah. So, um, get involved. Yeah, man. And leave us a review on iTunes. Lots of people have now. I say lots, a few people have. And it's, it does help out the show. Um, it makes us more discoverable, and it also uh, just makes us feel good. <laughs> we always feel good, though, don't we? we? Usually, usually, especially when it's a Friday at night, we are not working. I love fucking Fridays. It's, f- it's Fridays, we've got beers in front of us. I'm near enough naked. Yeah, I'm I feel I feel that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly disturbed that you're naked, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, that's how I roll. Sorry about that pause, I just had yeah. a mouthful of ale. Um, right then. Shall we... Have we got anything else to report? You see how professional we are? Um, <coughs> I think no. I, I, I don't, I've got nothing I can think of at the top of my head. Nope. Um, so, should we just do an episode? Let's do it. Let's try it. Just showed me um, the video of a chimp <laughs> raping a frog, and uh, the chimp knows some positions. Yeah, the chimp's really going for it now. Starts a doggy, Go, yeah. just goes to missionary, takes him outside. I suppose it's just his way of practicing. It's only a baby <laughs> chimp as well, so yeah. uh, he's got it's a uh, he's got a bright future. Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? If chimp the future w- is bright, it is for that that chimp. And if if chimp could be por- like a chimp could be a porn star. You, that's the one you want to keep your eye out. Yeah, he knows he's young skills. and he's going through the moves. He's yeah. flying through them. He knows what he's doing, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going back to chimp chat. Yeah, should we go on the episode? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So, if you live in the UK, you'll probably know who she is. Uh, if you don't, Jewel Dando was a famous TV presenter on quite a few TV programs, but she's most, I suppose, infamous would be the word. Not famous, but infamous for her work on uh, as a presenter 
on a show called Crime Watch. Uh, the show was really successful, ran for a long time, 33 years. I had no idea it ran for 33 years, but it did. Uh, and it was really, really popular. Now, Jill Dando was sort of like, she was the golden girl of the BBC. Yeah, the lo- everyone loved her. Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, like you say, everyone wanted her to do stuff, didn't they? Yeah, no. and sh- she was only 37. She's quite an attractive lady. Uh, real nice woman by all by all accounts, um, but the Crime Boss show has now been canned due to numbers of people watching it. I, su- I suspect that's probably the f- the internet got killing shit like that. Yeah, it will be, won't it? Yeah, yeah. But it was it numbers falling for any show's bad, but for a TV show like Crime Watch, it needed viewers um, because essentially what they do is um, they would recreate like high profile crimes and play them back. I- on TV, in like efforts to jog the public's memory on something that may have seen that day, uh, it's a really, really good idea. But if you're getting no listeners or no viewers, sorry, you're not. You know, what's you know? Yeah, what's the point? Well, also, as well, you're going to get people who think, or people who are just going to lie and just say, "Yeah, I saw this and yeah. that." Yeah, yeah, they you do get a lot of leads. You know, I mean, you, you probably get fake ones, um, and you know, a couple of genuine ones, but there'll be a lot of them which people just think are right and then just not. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's been put into their minds sometimes. Yeah. I think. Well, there's a lot of weird people out there that'll yeah. just make stuff up. Yeah, there's loads, isn't there? They think they might be helping, but they're not. That they can sometimes really, really fuck up investigations. Yeah. And you can lead it a different way and fuck it all up for you. Yeah, you can send police on complete tangents that don't even exist and waste their time and money. Well, mm. yeah, public money, ca- taxpayers' money. But anyway, but they used to do these reenactments, and the reenactments were fucking hilarious. They were really terrible. Terrible actors and really, really cheesy. But important information was conveyed yeah. through, through these uh, through these little acts. And uh, as you can imagine, the crimes covered on the show were committed by top-level organised crime and criminal gangs. All types of criminal activity was covered. Murders, rapes, bank robberies, serial killers, drug dealers. But a fair portion were aimed at organised crime gangs, um, people you really don't want to mess with. Now, d- I suppose doing this could come at a price. If a criminal organisation, for instance, is willing to do fucking really horrible, unspeakable things to people in order to get what they want or to protect themselves, you'll start to realise that this is not a game and you, i.e. the presenter of the show, are the face these criminals see. Now, you knowingly, or pro- yeah, probably knowingly, but or unknowingly, you, you get involved in this shit by just simply doing your job. Mm. You take on a presenter job, because it's good, it's what you want to do. But if you're reporting on organised crime and putting out details, these fuckers don't want you to do that. No. And what turns out to be a really nice career can, can well get yeah, a bit shady. It's kind of like she's told to say it as well, and she's just the face of it. And then they go, right, we'll just fucking kill her. Exactly. Well, it proved to be very dangerous to her, because on the 26th of April 1999, whilst at the height of her fame presenting on Crime Watch and you know being a, a general face that everybody, literally everybody in England knew... She was shot dead on her doorstep in broad daylight outside her home in London. Now, she at the time, as we said, was a, was a massive, massive celebrity. Uh, the, the murder was a really quite a brazen attack um, that, according to the experts, have all the hallmarks of an execution, probably designed to show everybody that the people who did this were dangerous, fearless, and fucking ruthless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, in essence, a, a daytime public execution of a high-profile celebrity on yeah, the doorstep of her London house. Yeah, cause it was right in the middle of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. fucking shot and It was half past 11. So, so what actually happened, this is what we know happened. On the morning of the 26th of April 1999, Jill Dando left her partner's house. Her partner was called Alan Farthing. She travelled back to her London home 
by car alone. She was in that. She was actually in the process of selling that London house, um, and at the time she wasn't staying there very much. She right, just yeah, she's just there every once in a while, which is really <laughs> interesting because someone or whoever whoever did this must have been monitoring her. Yeah, to know yeah to know that she's going to be there. Yeah that yeah day yeah. And to get her on the doorstep, it shows it wasn't a random act. They knew her movements. A- again, that's to me, that's evidence of a hit. That is. Yeah. So what she did is she parked up um, on the road outside a house. She walked around a car and across the pavement and reached her front door at eleven thirty-two a.m. I don't know how they know it was exactly eleven thirty-two, yeah. but that's what it, apparently that's what what it was. Not, <laughs> yeah. Um, now the front door of her house was uh, probably about eight to ten feet away from from her road. Now you know the prices of houses in London just you know they're fucking mega expensive stupid yeah so you can have you know um, wealthy people living in what look like normal small houses and, and that's essentially what she was in she you know her, her front doorstep almost opened onto <coughs> the pavement yeah um, so essentially what happened was she was as she w- walked across the pavement and opened the gate and walked up the sort of 8 to 10 feet to her front door she was shot once in the head her body was discovered 14 minutes later by a neighbour and the police were called at 11.47 and Jill Dander was taken to, uh, I think it was Charing Cross Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. Mm. She was on oh, yeah. She was killed instantly. She was shot in the head. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, this a journalist wrote in The Guardian in 2002 uh, what, what happened, what we know. Um, it says, as Jill was about to put her keys in the lock to open the front door of her home, she was grabbed from behind. Now, with his right arm, the assailant held her and forced her to the ground so that her head was touching the tiled step of the porch. Then, with his left hand, he pushed the barrel of the gun so hard into her head that it muffled the shot. And powder, there was also powder oh, okay. burns around her head that yeah. confirmed this. Uh, the assassin fired a single shot at her left temple, killing her instantly. The bullet entered her head just above her ear, uh, parallel to the ground because she was lying down and came out the right side of her head and hit the floor. Okay. So it's not like a little f- farty gun. Yeah, We're yeah, talking like straight through, yeah. you're going to fucking die. Yeah. And these guns are not very easy to obtain in England. So no. it's, it, wherever you are listening to this around the world, you've got to remember, this isn't, you know, people don't walk around with 9mm semi-automatic yeah. guns in their pocket. That's it, yeah. It's just, you know, you might find an air rifle in a bush one day <laughs> or yeah, a catapult. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, it's just not, it's not... Um, it's 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 not common to have that. So th- that's why it's called an execution, really, because that's exactly what it was. It was, yeah. She was shot with a nine mil, as I say, well, semi-auto. Like, s- like you say, it's clearly done by someone who knows what they're doing because you say they got them down to the ground, put their head on the ground, uh, put the gun hard against her head, so it's muffled the noise. You know what I mean? It, they obviously knew that because otherwise they would have just shot her. Yeah. Outside, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. without even freaking any fight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and also the um, at other telltale signs like we said, the um, she didn't live there. She was just turning up every now and then to that house. She was very infrequent. So whoever shot her was monitoring her. They had to have been. It couldn't have been by. Ch- it can't have been by chance. No, because she just didn't. She had no rhythm in her movements regarding the house. But anyway, uh, a dude called Richard Hughes, who was her next door neighbour, heard what he described as, and he says it's. Um, it was a, a scream, really, a surprised cry. Nothing bad coming from Jill. He said it was like somebody greeting a friend. Okay, yeah. So she's like, oh, what? Well, well, I suppose that's as the geezer's yeah, grabbed yeah. her. She's made a jump almost. But he, he also claims that he didn't hear a gunshot, which is, I mean, I don't really know much about guns. I doubt whether pushing a gun against someone's head hard and pulling the trigger is going to muffle the sh- shot. I don't know if you know. I think he know. would muffle it a bit, definitely. I think you'd hear it, though. 
Yeah, we would, but it's still going to muffle it, though, isn't it? It's going to be better yeah. than yeah, yeah. It being uh, in the open. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Richard Hughes, uh, after hearing her scream, he, look, he looked out the front window and not realising it at the time because it's just a normal fucking day to him. Um, he made the only 100% certain sighting of the killer. Uh, he described him as a six foot tall dude, a white man, aged about forty, and he s- he just watched him watched um, him walking away from Giordano's house. That's yeah. it. Yeah, D- that's it. That's yeah, there's nothing to it. That description could have been anybody. Yeah, literally a six foot tall white bloke, about forty just in just London, just calmly walking away. Could have been Something. anyone. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So um, at this point, we can probably rule out a random act of murder. It seems that it was clearly <laughs> premeditated. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Did, did nothing was stolen off her, was it? No. So, you know, that sh- shows you for a start, because you'd think if someone's going to be that reckless, it was probably to either wait for her to open the door, shoot her, fucking get in her house and nick the shit. Yeah. Or just nick a bag or something, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. some people are ruthless like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if none of that's happened, nope. do you think, why why did why did they do it? You know what I mean? And especially being the type of person she was, and probably having a bit of cash yeah. behind her, you... If you were going to rob someone, I would imagine, sh- you know, after you've shot a celebrity, you can yeah. <laughs> fucking rummage through their bag if you were that way inclined. Yeah, yeah, but exactly, yeah. it just didn't happen. Yeah. Whoever did it just fucking blasted her and walked away. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's fucking shocking when you think about it's it. P- it's pretty pretty brutal, isn't it's pretty it? Pretty brutal. You know I mean, quick, and it might be c- might have been quick and painless, but it was brutal. The it's way yeah. it's done, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as you said, she's a, she's a massive star, loved by millions, and there was a huge outcry at the time, like of disbelief when she was shot. And this public outcry put a huge amount of pressure on the police to catch the, catch the killer. I mean, this is an extremely public murder on a high-profile person, and the police knew all eyes on them. It's like intense pressure to get yeah. this one resolved. You can't fuck up, man, because yeah. everybody's looking at you. She's like the, the crime watch person. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's like the, the ultimate crime, really. She's one of their... Watch, she's yeah. on their side. Yeah. And now she's been shot. It is like the ultimate crime for a crime watch. You know what I mean? Because it's it's the presenter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was featured on Crime Watch. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy how it happened. But what they really needed was... The police needed a public display of top-notch policing uh, under heavy press and public scrutiny. A lot of pressure. So first thing you've got to ask is, did she have any enemies? That's the first place you'd you'd logically think. Who would want to do this? Did she have any enemies? Apparently she did, but she may not have necessarily known it. Yeah. Uh, were there any people or gangs that may have not liked the exposure Crime Watch and Jill Dando was casting on them? It's entirely possible as well. Did somebody get sentenced to prison due to information that she yeah. revealed on the show and put a hit yeah. on her? Yeah, yeah. some infos come out and they've gone shit. Yeah. It's in- that's also entirely possible. When you're dealing with baddies, fucking, you know, everything's open for grabs anything the horrible th- the horrible thing about it though it's not her who's finding it out do you know what i mean mm. she she's just the face to to in to, a way to, the, to talk to the public in a way yes but also it, uh, she was a journalist but she was investigating stuff oh, she okay. had contacts in other countries that would relay her information about things that were happening sort of like a really primitive network of twitter right yeah, okay, she, yeah. so she she was getting told stuff and she was reporting it yeah so she was a little bit involved, but probably nowhere near as much as she may have thought. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have a look at these um, these theories all late, uh, later on. But we're going to mainly focus on things we know Jill Dando was concerned with and aware of, and more specifically, 
things that she had said to BBC management regarding things that she was seeing and hearing and also, you know, stuff people were confiding in her so about she, Jimmy she Savile. Oh, right, okay, okay. And uh, and also other top-name people in, in entertainment. Wouldn't that be mad if it was, like, it was Jimmy Savile who fucking got the hitman or yeah. something? Yeah. Well, well, it was sa- well, if it was Savile, then no, because he'd be walking there, now then, now then, walking down the road, would they? Yeah, they'd know who it was yeah, if it was probably, Savile. The thing is, he'd probably fuck her as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, definitely. He would have shot on the face and gone, I can't, can't leave this opportunity. He would have probably fucked the hole in the head. He would have gone jackpot, let's yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Jesus. But the existence of, like, this paedophile ring and people that were in it, I mean, we're talking entertainment, people high up in entertainment. Yeah. Gov- people in government, we know this for a fact. Yeah, they were, they were talking about that today on the t- on, on the radio were about they? Um, sexual assaults which are going on still in in the um, parliament. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah, well, it, it's real. Uh, it sounds crazy because of what it is. I mean, it's a, a VIP paedophile. It sounds nuts, but it's real and it's been confirmed by lots and lots of people. This is not like a, a flight of fancy. It's totally legit. Yeah. So before she was executed, she was working to combat, um, she was actively working on um, trying to stop paedophile rings and was campaigning for children. She was trying to expose these child, uh, ga- these gangs of child abusers uh, like in an attempt to hold them responsible, really. Yeah. She's, she's, I suppose she's getting more and more information from her work and she's getting deeper and deeper involved. Um, she even gave senior management officials at the BBC files that she had made on people suspected of being involved. Now, we've reported this. Uh, I think if you listen to episode 21, I think it was, on Jimmy Savile, um, you'll know how big these names are. Like like we say, famous DJs, people from entertainment, members of parliament. Just rife, wasn't it? Royal family members and even pr- uh, ex-prime ministers. Uh, everybody in the BBC management turned a blind eye to it and by all accounts even told her just to leave it alone. It, it got really t- intense for her at times. She was receiving death threats. No, I didn't know this and started to, until I started looking into it. Okay. Um, the death threats were, were taken really, really seriously. Mm. So somebody knew something. Uh, it p- actually put the BBC on lockdown and she had armed guards patrolling television centre. It's a very, very real threat. Yeah. It's, I mean, so the fact that she was investigating these organisations, getting death threats, and the BBC took these threats seriously enough to get her armed guards show that there's much, much more to this than we are told. Yeah. There really is no one is no one's te- no one's saying anything about this anymore. I mean, and to con- and to confirm the death threats were real, she got shot execution style on a fucking doorstep. Yeah, just boom. Yeah. And the question is, who did it and why? Mm-hmm. She's a crime watch woman, man. She's you know what I mean. Yeah. This is a bit crazy. So, what's your thoughts so far now? Well, it's, it's, it is obviously being calculated. It's not something like a random act of murder or or anything like that. Because usually, there's you can. There's signs of that, like like you say, like I was saying, even been the bag's been robbed. Um, it's not really. M- I'm sure there will be people who do random acts of murder, yeah, but definitely. like, um, and do it in a way which looks calculated. But uh, I think most of the time it's you know, it's 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 always a reason in there. So this someone's hired someone to kill her, definitely. There's I mean no doubt about that. The lack of evidence. If you, if you're just doing a random murder, you'll leave something behind. Yeah. You've got to plan this meticulously to leave zero, almost uh, literally almost zero evidence that you were there. That's pretty impressive. I know yeah. we talked about 1999. It was a few years back, but, you know, we're not talking about Stone Age people. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Uh, I also think if you were to able to ask, if you were, you know, you could go back and speak to, to Jill Dando, I think she'd be able to tell us 
why she was shot. Do you reckon? I think she would be able to say she why. knows. Well, like you're saying, if she she's been speaking to people because of obviously she's had death threats and yeah, she she would know not who they are, but the reasons why probably. Yeah, she didn't necessarily so. know who did it. No, but she knows potentially who who, who what reason it. what what crime is linked to her death. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? She would have known. What she un- uncovered. She would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was a big, big deal. The police spoke to more than two and a half thousand people and took a thousand statements before their investigation focused on a guy called Barry George. Now, he he lived just half a mile from where Jill Dando was shot, and he was a bit of a weirdo. But let's just go back to two and a half thousand people interviewed. They're not witnesses. They can't be witnesses because there was only one. So who are these two and a half thousand people? Are they Mm. random people? I mean, I don't know. I thought that was a massive number. I mean, they were really casting their net wide with this one. Oh, yeah, if you have that, that many, you know what I mean? It's, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we'll have a little chat about Barry George here, the geezer that was um, that was done for it. He suffered with Asperger's syndrome, and it's Asperger's, not, not Asperger's. Asperger's. Oh, yeah, there's no B in it. Imagine, imagine if there was such a thing as an Asperger, as in like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know, it's not piles, but it looks like a burger, and it's ass. Like a medical condition. Yeah. Your ass is a burger. Your ass is turning into burgers. Like loads of little shitty <laughs> ass burgers. It's like piles. That piles that look like piles burgers. which look like ass burgers. Well, he was a weird dude. Uh, I mean, he was suffering from mental health issues, but he was a weird. He had lots of personality disorders. He was antisocial, narcissistic, and paranoid as fuck. He'd been arrested multiple times, w- was picked up by police, um... On the 25th of May, the year 2000, for Jill Dando's murder, just just a year, just over a year after she was shot, and he was convicted on the 2nd of July 2001, and he was sentenced to life imprisonment. On the 29th of July 2002, the Court of Appeal in London turned down his appeal against his conviction. They wouldn't even let him appeal against mm. it. And, and later on in that year, um, in 2002, in December, the House of Lords also refused permission for him to mount a further challenge. Now, wh- why? Why were they, why were the House of Lords stopping yeah, this? Why? Surely an appeal is good because it, it may reveal even more information on what occurred, even if Barry George was the guy that did this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why would you review? Oh, I mean, it's money, I suppose. It's, it's money. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's like you say, you know, they can review the evidence and something will pop up. Hang on a sec. Did we, did we spot this a minute ago? No. Yeah. Let me go, fuck. Or stories yeah. change. Exactly. He's talking bollocks. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're probably thinking, right, we've got him now. He's in prison, serving life, right? Well, yeah. well, no, Ooh. he's not in prison. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. His conviction was overturned on the 15th of November 2007, and he is a free man. Yeah. He's, he's a free man. He spent eight years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Meanwhile, the real murderer or assassin, I mean, let's, let's take it as it was. She was yeah, assassinated. Yeah. He's walking free, or she's walking free. Mm. That's pretty scary. Now, you can see why the police tried to pin it on him. He was an easy sell to the public. He was an oddball. Uh, He was convicted of attempted rape, and he had actually served 18 months in prison in the 1980s, early 80s. Right. On the 10th of January 1983, Barry George was found, get this man, in the grounds of Kensington Palace, which at the time was the home of Prince Charles and his missus, Mm -hmm. Robots for Eyes' (coughs) favourite, Lady Di. Nice. He was discovered hiding in the palace grounds, wearing a balaclava, he had 50 foot of rope with him, a 12-inch hunting knife, and he had a a poem that he'd handwritten for Prince Charles. What the fuck? How the fuck did he get 
into Kensington oh, Palace knows. grounds. That's fucking nuts, isn't it? He's there with a fucking massive blade as well. What's he going to do? That? Was he going to kill him and then leave the pwn down or something? What was he? Gonna, what no, was he planning? He was. He's. Well, he's not harmless, but he's. Was he hoping there was loads of meat on the table and he could <laughs> cut them off and eat it? <laughs> so maybe you scare him. I think he liked just. I, I, he liked limelight. He liked to be the centre of attention. Right. Uh, he was really into the band Queen, and uh, he also adopted the name Barry Bulsara, which is um, Freddie Mercury's real name, apparently. Oh, I'm right, okay. A Queen fan, so I'm probably pronouncing everything wrong. After Mercury's death. Uh, death. He would Barry George would often travel to uh, Freddie Mercury's house and pester female fans who were there to pester fe- uh, Freddie's family. So they're there hanging out outside his house whilst his family's mourning, and he's there pestering the, the kids that are outside his yeah, house. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, he did it so much that the official Queen fan club called the uh, called the feds on him a few times, but nothing comes to it. They just sort of shoot him off. Yeah, just get out of the way. Yeah. So he's a strange fella with an odd past, but. The, he did some really strange things, uh, and we've got some more high strangeness from Barry George here. He wanted to be Gary Glitter. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Now this is before the glitter pedo stuff I'm came a out. Leader, I'm the leader. I'm the yeah. leader of the gang. If you don't know Gary Glitter, he's googling, and you'll, as soon as you see him, you're like, "Fucking hell!" I can take up. you high oh. as a kite every single night. <laughs> Tune. You it's better believe me. Come on, come on. I saw Gary <laughs> Glitter in concert did, when I was 14. Did, did you when you look out. back now at that, you think, what the fuck? Did he, did he bum you? No, mate. Were you I too old for him? Yeah, 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 way too old, yeah. way too old. Couldn't get me, mate. But which is what's really interesting is Gary Glitter was, was literally in the paedophile ring that was suspected of killing Jill Dando. Fuck it, hell. He was. <laughs> That's it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It is crazy. I mean, he, he skipped the country and went to Thailand, didn't he? Yeah. And then he got arrested. I and wonder why he went there. Uh, I think we all know. <laughs> he literally wanted to be a yeah, yeah. He did. He, he was also telling people that he was an SAS soldier and also a professional stuntman, as well as hanging around with uh, at Freddie Mercury's house. He would also tell people that he was his cousin. He's like he's fucking Mer- yeah, proper yeah. into Queen, mate. He tried to join the uh, Metropolitan Police, but was turned down before his interview because they just thought, no fucking yeah. way, mate. You can just You're tell. You're fucking insane, mate. Yeah. This that pissed him off so much so that he used the letterhead that they sent him to refuse his application, to make a false warranty card, and then he started acting, as a, like posing as a police officer. So he just made it, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm making myself one. I'm Basically. going to <laughs> be my yeah, own yeah, policeman. Yeah, yeah. He, he was busted because he, he approached a woman who apparently, seemingly having a row with her husband or something in public, and uh, he took her details. So look, I'll, I'll, let me take your details, and I'll, I'll pop around your house and make sure it's, everything's okay. And he turned up to her house the next day, and uh, her son, apparently, this woman's son answered the door, and uh, he said, um, oh, I'm here to see your mom, I'm a copper. And he was like, no, you're fucking not, mate. He's, you know, he just fucking yeah, yeah. hoofed just, him yeah, out, yeah, yeah. called the police. Uh, and he went to court for this, for Im- impersonating a police officer. Now, get this. He attended court dressed in a glittery jacket with his sleeves rolled up, and he had his hair brushed down completely over his face. He described himself in court as an unemployed musician and said he was the former managing d- uh, director of a company which handled three rock bands. He told the court his name was Paul Gad, what which the is fuck? Gary Glitter's real name. <laughs> this kid, just, he just, he's just insane, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's fucking nuts, man. Even though he's, he's got Asperger's, as yeah, I'm calling Yeah, Asperger, yeah. Um... Anus burger. It's there's there's a difference in there, you know. I mean, that's that's he's he's quite clever though, because he's trying to impersonate things, and he's obviously got a little bit of a plan. So he's not, you know, he's not just being an oddball and doing it. He's he's, he's proactive. He's thought about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's he also created. I'm, I'm only going through this because I want to. S- it, it paints a picture. Yeah, it of does. Why well he is as well. Why yeah. they would. Why he was a good sell. Yeah, yeah. Um, he created a 
a number of completely made up. Co- they didn't exist. Companies that didn't exist. They were never ever real. W- naming one: Xanadu Construction and Mechanical Engineers. Now he claimed Jeff Lynne, the lead singer of the 1970s band Electric E-L-O. Light, oh yeah, was the manager <laughs> for the company. <laughs> I mean, he's fucking. He's nuts. He's, he's, he's living in a lot, the biggest fantasy world going and that's exactly it that's exactly what it is he literally one day he'll wake and go I'm going to be Gary Glitter today and then tomorrow he'll wake and I'm going to be the manager of fucking Queen or yeah, something yeah 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 he sounds like a really insecure individual who, who needed help rather than you know being fucking slammed in prison as a murderer but, ha- but having said that you know he had done some horrible things you know done for attempted rape and indecent assault 13 women gave, 13 women gave st- statements to the police saying that uh, Barry George had stalked them, and there is evidence that he'd pestered hundreds, hundreds of women that yeah. live close to his home. So, yeah, he's a, he's a strange he's a strange guy, uh, hands, and has done bad things. Mm. He has, but stalking, you know, assault, attempted rape, impersonating police officers. He it really does, it d- does paint a picture, doesn't it? As, as in, he could be the man for it because he's he's doing random shit in there as well. Fucking crazy. Yeah, he yeah. seems to be crazy. He I mean he fit the bill regarding being the culprit and the public when presented with all this information, would go with it. But the only problem was, he didn't kill Jill Dando. Now, the trial itself was a bit shady. People observing it remarked that it was based on really fragile evidence. And because of this, it seemed as if the police had no idea who really killed her. And, and with all the public outcry go, uh, you know, ongoing, they needed someone to get for it, and they went with who they had. And unfortunately, that, that was that was Barry George. I mean, mm. the trial was that flimsy. They were like, "What the fuck are they doing him for? Mm. We'll just get him in prison because we well they can't pursue this, or we don't know." Mm. So uh, yeah, he fitted the character. Um, he may have done some questionable, questionable stuff, but he didn't kill Jill Dando, and that's the important thing. The prosecution in the trial relied on four categories of, of evidence for big pieces of evidence say say big piece of evidence that they could slam him in the pokey for yeah. one witness identified him as being in Gildando Street four and a half hours before the murder so what yeah if he lives half a mile up the road there's a there's quite a high chance that he'd be probably on that road at some point fuck knows where I was in 1999 yeah. I could have walked down that street yeah does it mean I'm the fucking killer and if he li- only lived so far away from him as well you know what I mean there's, there's yeah. a chance of course it's gonna happen another witness although they couldn't pick Barry George f- out from an identity parade when they put him in front of them, says that they saw a man in the street two hours before the murder that might have been B- Barry George. So you can't pick him out in a lineup, but you're claiming that you saw him in the street yeah. two know, hours yeah. before, yeah, but so. you don't know who he is. Yeah. But this was used as evidence. This this is why everyone was going, nah, man. Something yeah. fucking shady going on. But the main piece of evidence that the trial hinged on was... As a single piece, uh, like a particle of, of, of what they call it, firearm discharge re- residue, uh, found about a year after the murder on on Barry George's overcoat, a piece of gunpowder or some shit, basically. Yeah. Um, it was the most important piece of evidence. It was a speck of gunpowder found in his raincoat. But after the retrial and the appeal, the judge threw this evidence out after the forensic science service basically said, look, mate, this is fucking, this is worthless to use as, evi- in ev- you know, yeah, as evidence. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about his guilt. Yeah. Uh, he was a gun nut, mate. He loved guns and he had many weapons. And this is probably where the gunpowder yeah, sample came yeah. from. Now, I know we said, I said we don't have 9 millimeter semi-automatic pistols going around, but gunpowder, I, s- I think it's gunpowder. Yeah, it's, 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 it's on everything. It's a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's fucking perfectly legal to own. 
it's perfectly legal to own a nine millimeter. Yeah, but it's just not very common. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's right. Yeah. So, so that's where this but, but this um, residue came from. His own collection. The particle was so small, it was invisible to the naked eye, uh, and it was the only thing. This is how tenuous it was. It's the only thing that they could physically link Barry George to the crime scene. Uh, it's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. It played a massive, a huge role in convicting him in the first trial in 2001. Uh, experts in the firearms said it doesn't prove anything, and it's shocking that it was used as proof. Mm. So fucking what? That the gunpowder. I know that this woman got shot. Doesn't mean he did it. No. Does it doesn't no, mean it. Well, you know, you, you could say if someone got stabbed or he had a, a, a knife in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, there's knives in lots of kitchens, you know what I mean? There so was a fragment of, of metal in his pocket. Does that mean it came off the knife? No, yeah, it's yeah. bullshit, mate. So there was only one piece of, of, uh, of forensic evidence that could that was remaining that could link him to, to Giordano's murder, and that was a, um, a f- like a, a piece of fibre, basically, from uh, like polyester. It was found on a rain on Giordano's raincoat. Um, it allegedly came from a pair of trousers found at Barry George's home. Uh, it was weak evidence for the case, really, against Barry George. And even yeah. the prosecution said this is actually quite weak. And they're the guys trying to do him. And yeah. they're like, oh, I can't really fucking do on that, man. That's a bit fucking weak. Probably because they knew it was not a convincing piece of evidence. Yeah. And it could have come from anyone. Um, it came from the same type of trousers, but not his trousers. That okay. has been proved. It's, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And and Giordano's raincoat had been left because obviously it was a crime scene. Yeah. It'd been left on the floor for nine hours, so it, it literally could have come from fucking anyone. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna say it was ba- it was Barry George's, you've got to prove that no other fucker was it, yeah. went near it, and you can't do that. So you can't use it as e- you can't use it as evidence. So anyway, but Barry George also said he couldn't have killed Giordano because he was busy stalking another woman at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least he's honest about it. That's literally I was too busy stalking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is one of the reasons uh, police suspected him because they were like they were s- they were scoping the area and there's this weird geezer walking around. You know what I mean? But Stalk- <laughs> can't be me. I was stalking. They saw him approach 38 women in three weeks God. around the area. Um, you know, so that's that's probably why they thought, fucking hell, we've got somebody here. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with it. So, uh, so as we say, in in all the face of this mountain evidence showing up, uh, his innocence was basically confirmed and he was released and he's a free man. So, with his innocence being confirmed. The police were at a complete loss to who could have done this. I mean, by the time he got out of prison, it'd been eight years since Giordano had been shot. I mean, who the fuck was responsible? Yeah. The police seemed to have no idea. It's, it's all gone after that time, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. It was very, very embarrassing for them because it was such a public case because mm. she was such a fucking popular person. Now, the case still remains open, but no officers are working on it. It doesn't really... That doesn't sound like people are trying... That doesn't sound like it's open to me if no one's looking at it, really. (laughs) What they mean is, if you call us, we'll do something... We'll file it, probably. I don't know, I don't know. So let's have a look. I mean, we've we've explained what happened to to Jill. um, And we've explained, as best we can, who Barry George was, why he was put in prison, he was a bit of a nutter, and also why he was completely innocent. So we need to have a look at some of the theories that are being thrown around as, as to who actually is responsible. Now, the first and most obvious line of thought is that she was murdered by someone or some organisation that was directly affected by Jill Dando's work on Crime Watch. Now, this theory is pretty much accepted widely. There's no real, no yeah. sort of anyone counteracting that saying, "Yeah, okay, yeah, it's, it's what she was, it's the world she was in that got her shot." So. The first port of call is the Serbian Mafia. (laughs) 
It's going to be a bit weird, this one is. Now, the widow of a Serbian journalist, Dando was a journalist as well, who was murdered in exactly the same, almost exactly the same way, has said that she is convinced, she's absolutely 100% convinced that Jill Dando was shot by a hitman or Serbian paramilitary sleeper cell operating within the UK, (sighs) acting on orders from the Serbian dictator, Slobodan Milosevic. See, at the time of her murder in 1999 shit was going down proper in Bosnia and Serbia like a really horrific stuff and you just go and have a Google and you'll, you'll find it yourself now the, rain, the main reason for the murder being is Dando obviously being a very public figure and, and also extremely vocal about the um, lots of lots of things but mainly the Kosovan Albanian refugees who were being forced out of their homes apparently they were being murdered by militia groups who were backed by, by Milosevic you know what I mean? They, they, they were doing horrible things back to the complete top. Now, the lady's name, the, I'm going to try and pronounce it, Branka Prap, I think. <laughs> she was with her husband, Slavko Kurovic, I think, uh, when he was gunned down. Now, he was shot outside, Benny who's a journalist, he was shot dead outside his house on the 11th of April, 1999, which is, by the way, just 15 days before Giordando was killed. Now, both victims were high-profile and very public journalists who, without question, without question, had upset the the Serbian government. Both victims were returning home when they were approached from behind, forced to the ground, and shot in the head at point-blank range. Same same style, then. Also, both killings had the telltale signs of a professional assassination with both victims dying instantly. The executions were carried out in a matter of seconds, very clean and very professional. Also, the day after Giordando's murder, I didn't know this, but the BBC received a call from a man with a a mid-European accent claiming responsibility. So so this is is quite... I think this is quite um, a strong... Quite a strong theory, actually, that the, the Serbian, well, I say Serbian mafia, just a hit, a, a Serbian yeah. hit squad. Um, now, I did a bit of research, and there are a lot of people who were identified by the Serbian government as political enemies at the time. Now, Giordano could well have been one of them, and probably was, because she was so vocal and popular. Now, they were ruthless fuckers. From previous assassinations, um, they would basically just walk up to you, blast you, and just walk away. And now when you look at the timings of the murders as well, this this journalist murders and Jill Dando's murders, and the way they were carried out, they, they're fucking... Very f- similar, yeah. Yeah, they're they completely, f- aren't they? They fit, man. Now, the police are rumoured to have intelligence pointing to her murder being a revenge attack for a NATO bombing of a Serbian TV station. Okay. Now, that that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I say cool, but you, if we... If we say NATO has bombed a, t- a, t- a TV station, I could see why they'd fucking... One of you, yeah, fucking, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fucking have that back. Because we're trying there, to yeah. shut them up, stopping them from broadcasting stuff. Meanwhile, we've got people here talking, and they're like, fucking take her out. Three days after Giordano's murder, the BBC received a call that contained death threats to more presenters on a, on a TV show called Watchdog. Um, host Anne Robinson and Alice Beer were threatened. Now, this, I didn't, this, none of this is really publicised because they keep this shit quiet whilst it's going down and they're not going to really say, you know, two years afterwards, guess what, everyone? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to really look for this shit. Now, Watchdog, uh, the um, the programme that uh, Anne Robinson and Alice Beer were presenters on was very similar to Crime, Crime Watch. Um, it investigated reports of problematic, like, experiences that people would have with, like, traders or retailers. And, you know, it was not as... 
barbaric and as brutal as what was going on in Crime Watch, but it was sort of the simil- similar, petty criminals almost. Yeah. Um, and this is the death threat that the BBC got, word for word, from Serbia, going to kill Anne, Ro- Anne Robinson, Alice Beer, and two others. That's what it said. Oh, okay. You've got to take that shit seriously. Yeah, when yeah. One of your presenters is fucking lying dead on the floor. Mm. BBC was like, what the fuck's happening, man? Why is everyone getting shot? Fucking <laughs> hell. You know what I mean? Now, Alice Beer also reve- uh, revealed that she and Jill Dando both received rape and kidnap threats in the, the weeks and months leading up to Jill Dando's murder. Nice. Yeah, man. She, uh, she also went on to say that there was a lot of questions in my mind that I wanted answered in answering. Uh, they've been at the back of my mind for a long time. I waited for a call, and she suspected there would be a call from the police after Jill's death, but it never came. Nobody spoke to me about any of the threats. Nobody questioned anything. If no stern, if no stone was left unturned in that investigation, I would have been called. That's a very fucking good point. Yeah, that is, yeah. You didn't speak to me, and I was getting death threats. Yeah. Why are you not what even speaking yeah, to me? Yeah, what's going on, yeah. It's, it's very, very telling, that is. She left her job at Watchdog on the BBC in 1999. That was the year that Dando was shot um, because of th- because of the threats. It was it's too much. And then she went on to, to work on TV programmes well away from the fucking crime world, like holiday programmes and like yeah, yeah. makeover shows and probably some sort of fucking animal hospital bollocks with Ross yeah, Harris, yeah. who was yeah. also a fucking paedophile. Yeah, a good film, yeah. So she was freaked out and, and totally, you know, understandably scared as fuck. Like yeah. Somebody she knew and worked with had just been really murdered, murdered yeah. fucking doing her job. Her life had been directly threatened for doing nothing wrong. So shady people out there. Yeah. So do you think? What do you think about the Serbian mafia then? Do you think that's well? The the stories of how they've done it it fits the building it did mm. like perfectly. So you you can't rule that out, can you? Mm-mm. You just can't rule that out. No. If they were doing that thing, put getting them down, you know, going against their head, shooting them, walking off, and same thing happened really. So yeah, I'd say it's a very good. Um, Good, a good link. one to follow up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, so we'll move on to the um, the second theory, uh, the IRA. Now, now these fuckers scare me. So don't don't get me the IRA. I'm frightened of you. Uh, it, it it's claimed in a letter written by a convicted killer that senior paramilitary members of the IRA chose her as a target because of her links to police through her work on Crime Watch. Yeah, I guess she was un- unknowingly, but talking too much I mean we know she was under armed guard before her death is it because of that I mean it yeah, I don't know yeah. they threat the IRA would th- openly threaten people yeah they, they didn't hide it did they yeah, so it's possible yeah. that they were getting in they're getting information publicly from them I don't know but a, a dude called Wayne Ed wrote a, a letter claiming in fact that he was part of a, a four man IRA hit squad that murdered Jill Dando now he's in prison now uh, where he's serving life sentence for killing a man two months after Giordano's death. Now, this is potentially, in my opinion, adds weight to his his claims because yeah. he's in prison for doing an IRA assassination. Yeah, yeah, and he's claiming that he was part of a hit squad that took her out. He says he didn't kill her. Yeah, yeah. He said he well, he reckons he was he was waiting in a Land Rover that fled the scene that took the IRA hit squad to a safe house somewhere in London. He also knew that she was shot with a nine millimeter bullet. Is that yeah. a lucky guess? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Is there sort of a common weapon that a hitman would use? And Possibly. maybe he's just gone with that and hoped. You know what I mean? He I don't know. Maybe he knows that bullet will do the job. But but why would you confess to this if you're already in prison? You know, don't don't make it any worse for yourself. Yeah, especially with the IRA. There, you know, you know, even though you were doing the work for them, if you 
sort of dobbing them in a bit there. Could put a target yeah, on your own yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, he said he was confessing because he didn't want Barry George to be part of an establishment cover-up. This is what he claims. He claims that the IRA was allowed to get away with Giordano's killing to avoid harming the Northern Ireland peace process. What the fuck? This is it's shady, man. Yeah, it's just it's getting pol- like making political, isn't it? Which is crazy, but totally believable. I mean, she's only one person, and if the police are pushing too hard and they start arresting IRA members, they could destroy a, a peace process that's taken decades to get to. It affects millions of people. Maybe she was collateral damage and, and a player in like a, a deep, deep game that she wasn't even aware of. Yeah, it's ve- it's very fucking possible that that could have been the case. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to our final theory, right. and the most juicy one, and that's the Jimmy Savile connection. Now then, now then. Now then, now then. Now, most of this information comes from Scotland Yard's Flying Squad's boss, John O'Connor. So this is all coming from people in the know here. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like random, you know... Fuckwits. Tabloid journalists yeah. making shit up. This is coming from people that were investigating the case. That's important to remember. It came from top coppers who were investigating. He says a VIP paedophile ring headed by Savile are responsible for her execution. That's his words. He says the evidence is there, but it seems to be that there is no interest in researching this area of, uh, of you know, evidence. I wonder why. Mm. Far too many important people in that ring. You can't fuck with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were literally above the wall. The Savile theory is a good one. Obviously, we all know now that he was a horrific monster, a child rapist. He was, he was what, the most prolific yeah. in the country, wasn't he? So. Well, he was sexually assaulted potentially thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, he also sexually assaulted a 12-year-old girl live on TV. I mean, I don't want to say it, but you can fucking YouTube that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fucking horrible. We know he was into children's dead bodies. He spent time in mortuaries unsupervised and by his own admission had sex with dead children. He, we know he removed fake eyes from corpses and mounted them on like jewellery, on rings, on necklaces. He was friends with the Yorkshire Ripper and had his own personal keys to a high-security prison that he was held in. What the fuck? What, why was a random yeah. radio DJ having high-security prison? Going on, yeah. I know. It's, it's why, was he, why was he allowed to do that shit? You know what I mean? It's fucking scary. Um, he, he also knew things about the Yorkshire Ripper and the murders that he shouldn't have, have, have known. Yes. Stuff that the police kept quiet. And he even told his girlfriend that he was involved in the murders. Now, the police suspected the Ripper had an accomplice and even brought Savile in for questioning. So this, okay, is, yeah, this, yeah. Is re- this is real. Yeah, yeah. This is not bullshit. It's, 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 it's crazy when you actually start looking at this. Now, we know he had very, very powerful friends in government, including prime ministers. He was really, really good friends with the royal family, and he was very well protected because he had access to these powerful people, and he also could get children for them. So he was, in a sense, almost bulletproof. Once these really high-profile people were involved, he knew he was fucking safe. They wouldn't yeah, go yeah. after him. They wouldn't go after them it, without going after him. That he, he knew that was not going to happen. At the time, there were rumours about him being a fucking horrible, horrible monster. But nothing was done. Or when things were reported, nothing was followed up. Now, this is where Jill Dando comes in. She was hearing rumours about Jimmy Savile. Now, she'd met him herself probably numerous times working for the BBC. She knew what he was like. He was a dirty, fucking grubby pedo. Now, people were talking to Giordando because of her work on Crime Watch about yeah. things that they had witnessed or things that had happened to them 
at the hands of Savile, amongst other names. She was very vocal about child abuse and had a passion to basically help in this area. She was actually teaching kids how, yeah. you, can, how you can spot a paedophile, which is hilarious, because how do you spot a paedophile? What you do is you look at fucking Jimmy Savile, and that is a fucking pedo. That's it, yeah, it's not enough. hard to fucking find a paedophile. And they look like fucking Savile. So with many, many people confiding in her, she began to make her own files about what people were telling her. The files contained lots and lots and lots of really high-profile names that would embarrass the BBC and the establishment, and it would shock the nation. And it, and it did when it all yeah. sort of surfaced. Everyone, yeah, yeah. No one could believe it. We were like, Jesus Christ, who else is raping kids? All these fucking celebrities that you have pictures of on your wall. Fucking, you know, it's horrible. You know, many names on the list were well-known in children's entertainment, music, radio DJs, names of politicians, prime ministers, also individuals in the royal family were named. The files were handed over to the BBC by, by uh, Giordando, and they did fuck all. They did nothing. Even though they had a huge amount of evidence through Giordando, it was too hot for them to touch. Yeah. It really was. Now, imagine being the BBC boss who who Giordando handed that file over to, it would seem completely crazy and almost insane to take on. I mean, some of the people named in this file were literally in charge of the army and the police. I mean, you can't do anything to that. The prime minister, who's going... I mean, royal family members. It's just, it's just fucking... Abuse of power. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's fucking disgusting, though. And this happened. Yeah. Whether Savile and his cronies fucking were involved in this or not... This 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 paedophile ring it was real and is possibly still active. I, I guarantee it is now. But they could get away with anything because of who they were. So after the murder, it was believed that Barry George was the full guy, the dude in line to take the rap and make it all go away. And what's worse is that apparently the police knew this but couldn't do anything. It was far above them. The, their hands were literally tied. Like mm. this bloke from Scotland Yard is saying, I know this. There's evidence on the table that points to this, but no fuckers doing anything. Yeah. It's just too hot to yeah, touch. What you, what, why is no one doing anything? Yeah. Oh, I wonder why. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. It, Look who's linked to it and it just gets thrown away then, doesn't it? Yeah, you can't touch them. It's crazy. Essentially, it seemed that Jill Dando had uncovered this, this pedo ring uh, being operated within the BBC and, you know, at the highest levels within government and entertainment. And you know what? She was fucking right, man. It was a real group, and it was headed by children's charity worker, an all-around nice guy, Jimmy Savile. Oh, now then, now then. <laughs> we know this is a fact today. It's 100% fact, but back then, it was fucking outrageous to say that. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? People think you're nuts, wouldn't they? They would, yeah. The problem is that nobody wanted to know until Jill Dando started to force the matter on the BBC. Now, this put them in a really, really tough position. Apparently, according to this guy at Scotland Yard, what she was doing at the time regarding the files and regarding her work in paedophile, uh, you know, uh, anti-paedophile groups and, and stuff on Crime Watch involving the paedophile rings, it really rattled Savile. Um, now, I suppose it's because nobody has ever challenged him Ever, yeah, but no one, let alone by the you know the golden girl of the BBC, trying to go public with these details. If this got out, many many top names would be totally fucked. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine jail time for a prime minister or an ex prime minister? Yeah, well, and, and royal family members for raping children and possibly worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, no, it's, it's, that's, the, that's the horrible thing about it. Though it seems to be when people have got some sort of power or influence. 
Um, they they can kind of do what they want in a way, and it's, it's just not on, is it? It's not on at all. So when so when Jimmy Savile found out about what Jill Dander was doing, he apparently c- uh, considered contacting. I mean, he he knew a lot of people. You see, he had like f- really powerful media friends, and he w- he wanted to. So the theory goes, smear her name sexually in, in the press. You know what I mean? Make up stories yeah. that she's a fucking slag or something to try and make her look completely untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah. And when she does come out with this stuff, everyone's going to go, oh, coming from her. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was trying to do. But he knew and he was potentially advised that that, that ain't going to wash with the British public, mate, because we know that she's a fucking golden girl. Yeah. So instead, Savile or... I mean, him or it wasn't him, or either being told to or doing it off his bo- own back, and got her shot to shut her the fuck up, basically, and scare anybody else who was thinking about talking. He uh, he used his links high up in the British establishment and friends in the underworld mm. to organise this. And this is all coming from fucking Scotland Yard. There's, there's got to be, obviously, I'm saying it's obvious. There's got to be someone that knows, as in obviously the murderer knows. Hundred percent. But what I mean is of Jill Dando, Jill Dando's friends, right? She must. Well, maybe not friends. People who talk to each other about um, cases and stuff would would mo- I reckon they probably would know who it was, or like what yeah. group of people. If it was a group of people, yeah, yeah, or whatever. that's what I think. But right. what can they do? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean, man. If you're dealing with people that are potentially in charge of the police, I mean, they make they they pass laws. You can't. Fu- I mean, you can touch them, and you should be able to fucking kill them. For doing what they did, mm. but it's 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 literally like the, you can imagine the police going, "What the fuck can we do?" Yeah, that's it. That's that's literally it, isn't it? What can they do? And apparently, it was a huge job protecting Jimmy Savile because he was so famous and doing the things he was doing. It was quite obvious to those around him that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. it was ripe, ripe for me. So it was like it was impossible not to notice, really. Surely, if you're around him, yeah. If you're like his manager or something, you must must have fucking knew. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. He didn't hide no, it. No doubt about it. Yeah, he didn't hide it. I mean, it was a hard, hard job protecting him, but there was no choice because if he got busted, it would all come down around him. The government, the royals, everybody that was involved would be fucked, and they they couldn't possibly allow that. So that's why nothing ever happened until he died, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, are they like um many of the pl- many of the, f- the the main players in the in these gangs are dead now. That's why shit started to come out. Yeah. Because you can't fuck them then. Mm. They're dead. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Don't be fooled either into thinking that Jimmy Savile was a lone pedo stalking the BBC. He fucking wasn't. He was... I mean, it es- essentially, it seems that he was a pimp, really, procuring children... Pimp chil- daddy. Pimp daddy, yeah. Procuring children to be abused. And, I mean, there are people that say raped and literally murdered by, um, by you know, top people in... I don't know, it's yeah. royal it's family it's members and it's just what it's, it's it I don't even know how to describe but you know what I mean what, they just seem to get away with it don't they yeah yeah, yeah they do yeah and like it's, it's like no no one seems you don't hear about it do you really do you exactly, know what I mean which exactly. makes it even worse you know what I mean it seems crazy but he was an incredibly powerful person. I mean, he may have been one of the most powerful people in the country, <laughs> believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, probably was. I mean, yeah. if he can do that shit and get away with it, he is. He had keys to he a high-security prison he and he'd like visit say, the he didn't, he didn't hide shit, did he, either? You no. know what I mean? He didn't try and do it sneakily. He's, you know, he was just doing it, wasn't he? Well, he even said, when you're, f- when you're famous and you're like me, you can do anything you want, literally anything. Nobody will stop you. You can do anything you want. Name it, do it, you'll get away with it. You oh. can find him saying that. Yeah. 
That's fucking frightening. It is frightening, that is. Why would you say that? You know what I mean? What are you trying to insinuate by even saying that? I mean, what, there's a documentary with Louis Theroux, um, with with Jimmy Savlin, and and it and it's fucking scary. In one of the opening scenes, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And in the opening scene, Louis talking to him, and Savile basically has a piece of paper with Louis Theroux's name and address yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah. Theroux goes, "What's that?" And he's like, "Well, you know, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy knows, Jimmy knows things." So, uh, yeah. and he's looking at him, he's like, "Don't fuck with me, mate, because I yeah, know yeah. where you live." Yeah, yeah. And like, that was a direct yeah, was threat on yeah, camera. Was, yeah, yeah. He didn't, like you say, on camera. Yeah, yeah. On, he didn't even try and hide it. And he also said he never spends two nights in the same place. In that documentary, he's sleeping in vans and shit, Jimmy Savile is. Yeah. Why is he doing that? It's so nobody knows where the fuck he is and yeah. can't break his legs. Yeah. It's not because, oh, it's just Jimmy being an oddball. It's because he's fucking evading people. Yeah. Fuck. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Scotland Yard's John O'Connor said that the murder was... A state-sponsored attack. I mean, he literally says state-sponsored attack, and it came from high up. He says the theories and the evidence is ignored. Um, it was long suspected that Jill Dando was killed by a professional hitman. She, especially she was, um, but th- the assassin was was ordered by by really, really high up people. He says, I was given excellent information and excellent leads that were ignored. Nobody wanted to know. Nobody wanted to touch it. That is a dude who was a fucking boss at Scotland Yard saying that. You can't just, ign- you can't ignore you can't, that. You can't ignore anything, you know what I mean? But yet, when some, you know, a certain big ring of of sub- paedophiles, which are well known, comes out, and they go, no, just don't bother touching that. Yeah, what, yeah. Why not? Just don't, don't touch it. Yeah, just leave, leave that one alone. It's fucking stupid, isn't well, it? Well, he's even said now he's he's been saying to the, you know he wants the government to look into the case and like that fucking ain't gonna happen. No. But it, it been no, it's it not gonna happen, is it? Because because that will just unload a load of people from the government as well. So you know it's, it's fucked. I mean, it could lead to new in- inquiries, as a, as a Metropolitan Police spokesperson said that if any new information comes to light, we will investigate it. But I fucking doubt it because a shitload of investigations come to light. I mean, for instance, she, back in 1999, saying Savile was a fucking horrific monster, and now we know he was, yeah. and they're not doing anything about it. No. And and it, everyone knew, well, not when I say everyone, what I mean is a lot of people in the know knew about it in the police for years, like like decades. Yeah. And they still, they apparently questioned him, didn't they, like once, yes. once or twice, literally about it, and that was about they it. They questioned him as being the Yorkshire Rippers of accomplished. And they just let him go. They just didn't bother. They didn't bother he's, doing he's him. He said to his girlfriend, "That's where they, b- where the bodies were, were abandoned. His house, his flat in the Louis Theroux documentary was about three hundred yards away from where a body was found. I'm not fucking joking. <laughs> he was so brazen. On his headstone, it said it was good whilst it lasted. It's like even even on his headstone, he's going, "Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't get me. I'm above the law." And he and he was. I wouldn't be surprised if, if if this group of people were responsible for her death. I mean, if you're raping children, which we know that they were, you, you in my opinion, you have no morals and are capable of anything. Yeah. You do that to a child, you you, you can fucking do anything. You, you're a horrible cunt. Yeah, yeah. That's just. I mean, it's 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 you know. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's just so bad, isn't it? It's just like. Nuts. And they're not, they're not even bother looking into it. You know what I mean? You just think, wh- why aren't you looking into it? Because it's too hot to touch. Yeah, but still, do you know what I mean? It, that shouldn't matter, really. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It shouldn't do, but it does, unfortunately. I mean, peop- it's be- it's evidence that it does. You can't do anything to these people. No. I mean, I suppose sometimes some things, for whatever reason, just go unsolved. But I don't think that this is the case here, though. 
and she was a very public figure, and the murder was committed in broad daylight in a style that is, is she was assassinated, mm. put to, pushed to the floor and blasted in the head. The question remains, who and why? Uh, even with all the money spent on the investigation, thousands of people interviewed, the police don't seem, being the word there, seem to know anything. I find it doubtful. Unfortunately, it may well be the case that this is being covered up, which makes us think, or makes me think at least, that it was ordered f- high up for whatever reason. Yeah. If it's being covered up, why is it being covered up? Yeah. Who are you trying to protect? Who What's are you going trying on? to yeah. hide? Let me put it this way. In my opinion, if a cr- criminal gang did this and had Jill Dando shot, the police would have done everything in their powers to apprehend the criminal organisation and bring them to justice. They wouldn't give a fuck who the gang were, who they thought. They wouldn't get them. And that I guarantee you, they would have fucking got them. Mm. If they were just a random gang, they would have got them. But there's got to be more evidence that they know that, that we're not aware of. I, I mean, it would have been a great opportunity with all that public funding into this case to, to bust a really big criminal gang. But nobody, nobody no, was yeah. done, even with all the money spent. Why? Why was no one done? This sh- you know what I mean? Mm. Sh- you should have got them. You would have yeah. been going hell-bent and doing everything you could to get them. But nothing happened. It doesn't make sense. The opposite occurred. They imprisoned an innocent man on really no evidence. And through appeals, he was released. And this means, like we said before, the fucking murderer is, is, is still walking f- fucking free. I find it hard to believe that a broad daylight, mid-morning sh- assassination in London of a fucking celebrity could come unsolved. I know, yeah. It's it's especially when she was the presenter on Crime Watch, helping the police to catch bad dudes. I mean, she was one of their... She was on their yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking... It's, it's, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just... It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't, does it? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. I think, I think she probably did uncover information and evidence that would incriminate these powerful people and... Whoever they are, whether it be the Serbian, ma- Serbian Mafia, the IRA, the fucking really fucking hilarious just, Jimmy Savile yeah. connection. I mean, it could be nuts. I don't know. I wasn't fucking there. But it could be something completely different. But I think that she was silenced uh, to make an example out of her. Um, well, yeah. it's, it's the, the, the good one to, to make an example out of because it's the the face of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Of Crime Watch. So. It's a show of power. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a show of power that that we can just. I mean, we're not going to do it in the dark down a back alleyway when she's drunk she's after going out. We're going to walk yeah. up to her on a fucking Monday morning and shoot her in the head on her doorstep and, and just walk, walk away. And you ain't going to do but shit. Yeah, you ain't going to find out shit. And you're going to arrest some geezer that didn't do it, and you're going to shut the fuck up. And that is what happened. <laughs> and it's like you say, it's still open, isn't it? The case, and no one will ever find. She, no. That's an unsolved case. She, she, no one will ever find it. It's not unsolved because it could be solved, but yeah. they won't. With the person who killed her, um, could he b- already be in prison now for something else? But have that still? You know what I mean? Possible. I mean, yeah. You never know, do you? No. What we need is someone to make a confession, but that ain't gonna happen, is it? Though. Nah, no one's gonna talk. This, no one will ever know. No, whoever who's done it knows that they're completely sound now. Yeah, they've, uh, they've, got, they've got away with it. Simple as yeah. you're not nothing's going to prop up ten years down the line. Well, well, these people that are told to do these things, they know they're going to get away with it before they even fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, they know they are. Um, I mean, out of out of all of them theories, so you got the um, the Serbian mafia, the the ju- other journalist that was killed in pretty much fucking identical same yeah. way, the IRA or the Jimmy Savile <laughs> connection. Wh- which one of them do you think? Is more likely to be the, uh, the you know the, the guilty party. Well, 
I, I like the Serbian Mafia one because a lot of things link to it, as in like the way it was done, the way the execution happened. Um, same sort of story in a way, wasn't it? You know what I mean? So, so I I think if if you had to go with any of them three, I'd probably say that one. That's exa- that's my thoughts exactly. Yeah. Serbian Mafia. Yeah. The Jimmy Savile one was um, entirely possible. Yeah. Entirely it possible, but it, it it's good. It, it's not good fun. It's it's um. It's a, just a crazy fucking mad spin on everything. Yeah. I mean, the whole story's pretty fucking crazy, yeah. considering what happened. Well, they just haven't got a clue, though. If you went to the main person now and went, so who actually done it then? They go, I don't know. Yeah. What evidence you got? Well, just just a jump, jump, a bit of blood and a, a bullet, and that's yeah. it now. Not in the end. Yeah, just... Well, that's the point. Not yeah. even a bullet. Yeah. And, and it was... A, I'm assuming... I'm assuming the bullet case should have been ejected. Probably the geezer picked, probably it, picked up. it up. He's, like you say, if he's, if he's it's prob- that's probably also why he, he had a certain bullet which he knew would go straight through her head, come out, he can just pick it up then. Pick the bullet up, pick up the case, walk away. Fucking brutal, isn't it? That's that's main part of the evidence gone. Because obviously with the guns, they with the barrels, they can find out which gun it was shot from, can't they, and all that. So, you yeah, know what I mean? If so they get the gun. Exactly, if they get the bullets. Yeah, yeah if they get the, the bullet and the gun, they can match it. But it's just too clean. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly, it's. I mean, we know it wasn't Barry George, like a bumbling buffoon. He's not going to do this. It wasn't a random act because of her location was, was had to have been known because her, her movements were infrequent to that place. Yeah. And to be shot as she's putting the fucking key in the lock, somebody was watching, somebody knew. Oh, it's fucking. I don't know, man. I reckon Shady. I'm looking. I'm looking out the fucking window now, expecting a red dot to appear on my head from the IRA or Savile's fucking mob still lurking around all these years later. It'd be that, or it'd be Predator. <laughs> fucking red I'd dot I'd on prefer your head. Predator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, to yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's um, that's that then. That yeah, was the yeah. the Giordando fucking Giordando. Jan Dildo. I mean Giordando. Giordando. Dildo. Go Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Should we wrap up there? Yeah, we should. Yeah. If you uh, want to get in touch, you know the details. Yeah. Robotsrise at gmail.com. Yeah. All the um, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, you'll find us on all sorts of things like uh, iTunes and all that. Yeah. We're around. We're we're everywhere. Just, just type, it, type it in, like I say all the time Robots Rise into Google. Things will prop up and we're literally there. So. We are the top ones. Yeah, man. Because we are the bollocks. That's why. Fucking dog's bollocks. <laughs> the dog's bollocks. Yeah. Tell your friends. The monkey's nuts. Write us a review. We'll send you some stickers. Get involved. If you've been fingered by an alien, let us know. We'd love to fucking write an episode on that. It'd be great. <laughs> Just get involved, people. Yeah, man. And we'll see you next time. See you later. Ta-da. Love you all. <laughs>